Welcome to the Dildorg Storky Discourse on sex, dating, and masturbating. My name is Kate Sloan. I'm a sex journalist, a sex blogger, and I've never had a whole fist inside me. I've had like most of the components of a fist, but I've never quite gotten to that. It'd be awkward if you had like just the palm, but not the rest of the hand, like all the components separately. Anyway. Oh my god! I mean, you know, someone's done it somehow. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Who are you, friend? Anyway, I'm Bex Caputo. I'm a sex educator and a porn maker, and I get fisted quite frequently. I think the last time I got fisted was on the floor in the middle of a queer orgy. <laughs> nope. No, I got fisted a couple day- couple nights ago. I get fisted a lot. <laughs> That's who I am. That's, g- that's good to know about yourself. Um, yeah, we got a listener request via email to do an episode on fisting. I'm pretty sure we haven't <laughs> done I? one before, but honestly, we've been doing this show for a long time, so it's quite possible we have. Um, but We've I'm certainly sure talked we've, about hand sex a lot. Yeah, I think that we've only talked on, talked about it in like hand sex episodes. We've never like done a full episode on it, and like there is a lot of clarifying and demystifying to do about fisting. Like I was thinking today mm-hmm. about that there's seems to be a perception amongst a certain subset of like usually cishet people who envision it as being a very violent and extreme act. And like you could you could make mm-hmm. an argument that it's extreme, but the mere presence of a fist I always forget it's a fetish act. Yeah. I- <laughs> it's true. Like it, it's it's in a lot of like porn that is considered like extreme and like fetish mm-hmm. porn, but like I think that it's envisioned as this violent thing because it involves a fist and like that's a really common pattern is like kinky people and queer people inventing like beautiful, connective, intimate sex acts, which are then mm-hmm. misrepresented in the public eye as like violent and gross and um, all these things. And yeah, I don't know. I think that there's a lot to unpack about fisting. <laughs> Absolutely. I, <laughs> yeah, I think the like, cultural imagined idea of what fisting is to someone who has not necessarily seen it done or encountered it all that often is Mm -hmm. more akin to what people describe as like punch fucking like Mm -hmm. taking my entire hand in and out of your hole and like with a gape left behind or whatever really aggressively and like yes there are people that enjoy that flavor of fisting yeah however uh, that is not the kind of fisting I have encountered most often, like in the wild and, and in play parties and things. And often it can be a much more sensual, slow, romantic, intimate thing for a lot of people. Yeah, I think um, as someone who's been to more than one workshop and read more than one article about it and mm-hmm. attempt to achieve it, I think like the tip that comes up more than anything else is that you have to go slow and you have to use a lot Mm -hmm. of lube. So it's like similar to anal sex in that way, but in some ways even more so. I mean, especially, of course, if you're doing anal fisting. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's about like slowly, gradually relaxing those muscles, opening up the orifice. Um, So yeah, Mm -hmm. to me, in my mind, it is like a slow, intimate, very connective act, which is just so in opposition to how it's often thought about and talked about. Yeah. Now that said, uh, much like anal, um, your hole is a muscle, right? So the more mm-hmm. often you do do this, the easier and faster it can become, right? The analogy mm-hmm. I often used when I'm t- when I was talking about anal in like sex toy retail situations is that um, if you were if you were to ask me to run a marathon, it would take me weeks, months, probably upwards of a year of a training regimen and practice and getting my body into a position to run a marathon. Like, it will take a while. Mm -hmm. If I were to ask a marathon runner, like someone who does this regularly, to run a marathon, they're still probably going to take a couple weeks to, like, get themselves back up to doing the thing that they're doing. Mm -hmm. But it's not going to take them nearly as long to prepare for this big, like, heavy thing that they're putting their body through because mm-hmm. their body has done it before. They know what it takes to warm up to this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So yes, fisting is always going to be a, you know, relatively slow process. And if you 
get fairly used to taking fists. Like, for me, it is not necessarily special occasion sex. <laughs> like, I can be in the middle of fucking someone and have several fingers in me and be like, actually, I'm getting fisted tonight. <laughs> right? Um, I, what, what keeps coming to mind is uh, I was at a play event once and I had made plans to get fisted by someone. And I was talking to them and I was like, you know, they were like, I really want to do this. Like, I was talking to someone also about playing later tonight in this other way, though, and I, I don't know if I have time for both things. So, like, can you give me, like, a realistic, like, and they were trying to be really patient. They were like, no, I have committed to spend this evening with you, whatever. And mm-hmm. I was like, no, I could, yeah, I could have you out of here in, like, five, ten minutes. No, we'll be fine. <laughs> Just tell them to wait. It's fine. They were like, oh, oh, fantastic. Okay, great. Yeah, no, great. I'll go let them know. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Right. <laughs> because it, it wildly varies on, on the person and how well they know their body and how much the experience they have doing this thing. But I just like to throw in there that, like, yes, fisting and anal are both very slow processes that take lots of lube and lots of warm-up. And you will encounter people who are like, nah, just put your fucking, fucking fist in me. It's great. No, just <laughs> stick it in. Just fuck me in the ass. It's great, right? <laughs> yeah. Bodies are weird. <laughs> yeah, it takes all types to make a world. Yeah, on the topic of like muscle-related analogies, like I often mm-hmm. used to wonder, um, how can it be true that like doing a lot of Kegel exercises can be good for becoming better at taking big penetration? Um, mm-hmm. Given that you would think if a muscle is stronger, it would be I don't know tighter, um, mm-hmm. but. I think it was you who first explained to me this analogy of like, you know, when you first start doing yoga, like you don't always get into the poses super quickly and easily. There can be some pain, some discomfort getting into those Mm -hmm. poses. But when you've done it for a while pretty consistently, those muscles are stronger. They're also more limber and you have more control over them. And so in the Mm -hmm. same way, yeah, if you're used to using those muscles and either consciously using them or consciously relaxing them, you're going to have an easier time taking bigger penetration. Mm-hmm. I also, so this is really fascinating, and I may totally be talking out of my ass right now. I have no idea. <laughs> like, I this is based on a book, a sentence in a book I read 40 minutes ago. So, like, <laughs> bear with me on this. However, they were talking about the fact that stretching is less a physical process that impacts the muscles in your body and makes them, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people think that you stretch so your muscles get longer or more flexible or more malleable or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's actually more of, it's happening more in your brain and it's more Mm. a process of conditioning uh, your sense of proprioception or where your body exists in space. Mm -hmm. And Basically, I got the impression that it's more a process of telling your body that it can hold this position and getting it used to the idea that it can hold this position and basically telling it to stop sending those pain signals, Mm -hmm. which is fascinating. And I'm curious how much of that is also true for stretching like orifices and holes, right? Getting your body used to the idea that like, no, I can relax that much. No, I like my body does have that space. And it's, yeah. again, might totally be talking out of my ass, but it, it just reminded me of what I had just read. And that's kind of fascinating and interesting to me. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. The the thing that that makes me think of is like sometimes when I'm blindfolded during sex, my partner will start using a sex toy on me penetratively Mm -hmm. and it may seem uncomfortable at first in a way that feels almost insurmountable. And then sometimes I'll ask like, what is that toy? Because I can't tell what it is when I'm blindfolded. And they'll Mm -hmm. tell me like, you know, the Enjoy 11 or the uh, double trouble or the bandit or whatever it is. And something about like knowing what it is, I can like map it better in my mind so that Mm -hmm. I know like when the uncomfortable parts are going to be and when they're not going to be. And it just feels like much easier to take for some reason. The brain is really wild. Yeah, no, I think there is something about knowing that like, oh, no, this is a bearable thing. This is a thing Mm -hmm. that's been in me before. This is what it's going to feel like to be in me, like something about that predictability of discomfort. Mm -hmm. And I know we're both read, we've both read Hurts So Good, which also talks about how so good. I'm only about halfway through it, but it's fantastic. Um, And talks about how pain is very much just a product of our own minds, like, Mm -hmm. And how the context around experiencing pain can change how we experience it. So again, I think just having the context around that discomfort Mm -hmm. probably helps to lessen it versus uh, a lot of question marks around why do I feel so uncomfortable. Right. 
Yeah, so we're talking about kind of big picture philosophically about fisting here, but yes. I'd love to um, to pan back a little this bit. Is the yes, and and ask you um, just because I feel like a lot of people can't even really picture how this process works. How do you go from point mm-hmm. A to point B, where point B is you have a fist inside you? Uh, mm-hmm. So can you talk us through briefly, like a little bit of of how that process looks and how it works? Yes, uh, this is going to be difficult on an audio medium. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm going to enjoy however. the visual representation. Maybe I can try to jump in and explain what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So I'm going to be mostly talking about vaginal or front hole fisting because it is has where I have the most experience. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll mention stuff around anal fisting, but for right now, we're talking primarily about front hole. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it usually starts by getting fingered. Um, I... You know, we'll start one, two, three fingers. I think people are fairly familiar with what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time someone has four fingers inside of me, again, there's only so many ways that can really look right. But usually your fingers are starting to kind of crunch together, right? So creating, uh, turning your hand almost into a cone shape. It, right? You know, this this reminds me of what Ellen DeGeneres calls the pickle claw, which is when you're trying to, you're picturing, picture reaching into a pickle jar to get a pickle at the very bottom of the jar, mm-hmm. or even like a Pringles can, that kind of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, curving yeah. your hand inward. Exactly, exactly. Because once you get past the fourth finger, you, you do add a fifth finger before you have the rest of your hand in. But it's not like you're reaching up and like getting your thumb inside me particularly easily. It's mm-hmm. more a matter of just curling your thumb into your hand in that similar like pickle claw, I guess, feeling. And you're Mm -hmm. trying to get your hand as streamlined as possible, right? Because the most difficult parts of this process are going to be twofold, right? You have the cone of your fingers, right, which is fairly narrow at the tip because you're squeezing them all together. Mm -hmm. And then it's going to get its widest right around the knuckles where your fingers reach your hand. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be the first kind of hump to get over or the first hardest part of getting that hand inside you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the second one is going to be the lower knuckle right around your thumb, your thumb's mm-hmm. bottommost knuckle. Um, so once I move past four fingers, and to be honest with you, fingering someone with two fingers is fairly comfortable. Once I get to like three or four, it is more comfortable for me as a top to just start moving towards a fist mm. because I stop – uh, trying to manipulate individual parts of my hand. Mm-hmm. And now I am moving my whole hand as one unit, right? It's actually, I'm probably, I'm not even bending my wrist. I probably have my elbow bent and I'm just sliding my whole arm in and out of this person. Yeah, that's a good point that I just want to take a moment to to highlight for a mm-hmm. second. Because I feel like a lot of the emphasis on like the, uh, you know, athletic nature of fisting is on the person being fisted, which of course can be really difficult, can be really monumental to take a fist that way. But Mm -hmm. you're totally right that like being the person doing the fisting has its own set of muscles that are in use and its own difficulties Mm -hmm. and like might not be super easy the first time you do it. And that's totally fine. Your hand is not used to that shape. You're going to be keeping a weird kind of claw situation going on Mm -hmm. and holding it really still. You're going to have a lot more endurance if you're moving from the arm and the shoulder rather than just trying to move your hand in place if you're moving like your whole torso Mm -hmm. with it. Um, And they're going to crush the fuck out of your hand. (laughs) Like, we, like it's like, wow, you fit something so large and something so small. That hurts from both sides of the, <laughs> of the like, the discomfort <laughs> comes in both directions. I've had people come and be like, well, I didn't need that hand. Um, <laughs> I guess we'll figure this out. I, definitely some broken bones in there as they're just crushing around it. I'm like, oh, that feels good, doesn't it? Don't wow, we, you're so hot. Don't we know someone who broke or sprained their wrist this way? Am I making that up? I feel like I heard this that story sounds entirely possible. long, long ago at a sex conference of yore. <laughs> uh, maybe it's just an urban legend. Um, but, you know, yeah. shit can happen. <laughs> for sure, for sure. And it is like... Um, I don't know where to segue from there. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, you got your hand in someone. <laughs> um, this show and- is so good. <laughs> This is just a good podcast that we make. It is. We're, just, we're good at this. Um, so once you've got past like fingering someone and you just have your hand in them, often I do uh, somewhat – I 
have my hand so that my palm is facing their belly button, depending mm-hmm. on whatever angle they are, right? So if they're bent over, my palm's facing down. If they're on their back, my palm is facing up. But my mm-hmm. palm is on the side of their body where their belly button is, because that's going to angle my fingers so that they're curving upwards into their G-spot, um, which is going to be helpful. Mm-hmm. We're not really talking a ton of focused G-spot things when we're fisting someone. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. Uh, there. However, it is G-spotty in that your G-spot can't really get away. There's nowhere for it to go (laughs) when you are being fisted. All of your insides are being touched, Mm -hmm. so your G-spot is just part of that. Um, But by curling your fingers forward, that can help. This is one of the reasons that I have so often wanted to be fisted, because I know from the sex toys that I use that I don't like super pinpointed G-spot simulation. Like Mm -hmm. two fingers is okay if the person knows what they're doing, because you can kind of spread that out over like part of the length of those fingers but any mm-hmm. less than that or anything any toy that's slimmer than that i'm just like ow that feels stabby to me and i really mm-hmm. like you know like the big end of the 11 for g-spot stuff or whatever so it seems like a natural progression that like a fist would be like the one of the broadest possible yeah. things that you could use on that area and it's really great because it is round in the way a g-spot toy is really good for mm-hmm. so it can um apply that like broad flat heavy pressure against the g-spot that i really enjoy mm-hmm. um so once you've got the four fingers inside and you're around that first largest point that first set of knuckles mm-hmm. uh, i usually need the person to kind of start to twist their hand mm-hmm. so i will go from either palm down on the out thrust to palm up on the in thrust or mm-hmm. even just like to the side and up Mm-hmm. But twisting my hand slightly as I insert is going to be opening their hole up a little bit. Mm-hmm. What's also helpful is if you look at your hand and are making a fisting shape, which I have been doing this whole time, uh, <laughs> and if you imagine, this is particularly helpful for front holes, because if you imagine a vagina, the, the hole goes up and down. So mm-hmm. if you're trying to put your fist into someone with the widest point side to side and your palm up, that's going to be harder. Mm -hmm. But if at the moment when you are sliding it inside them, your hand is horizontal with your palm to the side, Mm -hmm. um, or rather vertical with your palm to the side, the widest point of your hand is aligned with the widest point of their hole, and Mm -hmm. it's going to be easier to get inside. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I would imagine, I mean... Lube is important through this whole journey, but just to reiterate, because especially with the twisting, you really need a ton of lube. I'm sure we're going to talk about lube a little bit Mm -hmm. later um, in terms of actual recommendations or whatever. But um, if you think you've used enough lube, you probably should put more on there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And you're going to have a process of like adding lube throughout the process as Mm -hmm. well. Um, you're going to continuously, and you can ease, very easily, the great thing about fisting is because your hand is making this little cup, you can very easily just add a little bit of extra lube <laughs> right into the palm of your hand and just work it into what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, once your hand is inside someone uh, and you've gotten past both those knuckles, by the end I generally uh, sit onto their hand more than having them push into me mm-hmm. because it allows me to time that like last largest stretch as I... I don't know, sit down around them. Yeah, it's kind of like how um, when people are dealing with painful vaginal penetration in general, one of the tips we sometimes give is like be on top so that you can control the depth and the Mm -hmm. pressure and you can, you know, take some some ownership of that and do it at a a pace that's comfortable for you. Exactly. Because what I need from my top is to be pushing enough against my hole that they are present, that there is always like fairly consistent pressure. Mm -hmm. And then I need to be able to sit down further onto it and push myself slightly past that pressure to get it inside me. Mm -hmm. Once their hand is inside me, I am not a person who likes to have my hole feel stretched over and over. So once they're in, I don't actually pull my hand out all that much until I'm done. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's true of a lot of people who enjoy fisting. So once you're in place, small movements are going to feel monumental. Mm -hmm. You may just hold it there for a while. Sometimes just the process of getting a fist inside me is enough to get me off. And then I'm like, well, take it back out again. Sorry, we're done here. (laughs) Job's done. We're good. Um, I noticed, though, that your hand motion 
wish the listeners kind of see, um, mm. has changed mm-hmm. from a pickle claw situation to a more conventional fist. And I know that this is often a part of fisting is that once you're inside, you kind of bend those fingers back over to make more of a fist shape. Is that something that mm-hmm. you like always do or like only sometimes or what's the deal? <laughs> Yes. And the reason I actually so often fail to mention it, so it's not a thing that is necessarily always going to happen with anal. It is a thing in particular that happens Mm -hmm. with vaginal fisting. Mm -hmm. And the reason I always forget to mention it is because it it happens to your hand slightly (laughs) more than you do it. Uh, (laughs) Because the thing about vaginas is they have an end. Mm-hmm. They have a dead end. The, you're going to hit the cervix. <laughs> so for most people, the length of your fingertip to your wrist is not quite going to fit inside someone. So as mm-hmm. you're getting the last of your hand inside them, very often your fingers are going to curl down over your fist. And anyone who knows how to make a fist knows that your thumb generally is not going to be in the middle of your fist. But when you're fisting someone, it usually is. That's how your hand is going to close. So it's going to curl into more of a smoother ball. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you can just kind of curl your wrist upwards and like knock on their G spot in a way that is nice. Or you Mm -hmm. can kind of thrust in and out Um, Mm -hmm. or do like more pinpoint things like, I think the first time you fist someone, simply having your hand in them is going to be an experience enough for that person. Mm-hmm. But the more time they spend with a fist in them, I've heard like I've heard Jiz Lee talk about doing things with individual fingers inside them, mm-hmm. like having two fingers against their cervix and like jerking off their cervix. Mm-hmm. Which don't fucking touch my cervix, man. I don't know. That's brill I love that they love that. That's fucking neat as hell. Don't fucking just that. Yeah, yeah that is extremely advanced level and not for everyone. But very mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, but so there are absolutely other fascinating things you can do. Um, But in many cases, simply having your fist there and moving it even slightly is going to be doing a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, maybe this is obvious to say, but I am very much on a clitoral education kick lately, so I'll mention it. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of times for folks with vaginas, uh, ongoing clitoral stimulation during penetration, but especially during difficult penetration can be really helpful. You're kind Mm -hmm. of uh, supplementing that discomfort with pleasure. And also it just helps you kind of like relax and helps that arousal develop, helps with lubrication. Um, It can really change sensations in ways that are not always immediately obvious. Like I've definitely had times when I'm like, this penetration feels uncomfortable and nothing is going to change that. And then I like put a magic wand on my clit and I'm like, oh, okay, I get it now. Like it actually feels really (laughs) good in a way that it did not three seconds ago. So yeah, good to think about. And like for people who have penises also, like adding penile stimulation or adding like whatever other kind of stimulation you like is going to help. Yeah, I in particular find it much easier to get fisted when I'm using the magic wand. Mm -hmm. I think there is something to be said for like, yes, the combination of pleasure and that kind of sensation. But also with the magic wand in particular, that kind of really intense, really rumbly vibration. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know we talk a lot about how like, sex toys aren't going to numb you out forever. Mm -hmm. However, in the instance, using a really heavy magic, like a really heavy vibrator can dampen sensation a little bit Mm -hmm. for me. Um, So if I am using a magic wand on a slightly higher speed, it can kind of dampen the intensity of the feeling of being stretched or of pushing myself slightly past my limits Mm -hmm. uh, in a way that I know I can handle, but that feels like a lot right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, On the one hand, yes, it is distracting me and it's giving pleasure and all of these other things that help dampen sensation. But on the other, I think the vibration themselves helps Mm -hmm. to kind of just mute sensation a little bit in Mm -hmm. a way that helps ease things along for me. Plus, it's strong enough that if you have it near their hand, their hand is vibrating, which is cool. (laughs) Yeah, that's cool. While we're talking about a little bit of desensitization, I want to touch on Mm -hmm. numbing lube uh, because that was one of the questions we got about this. Um, It sounds like the vibe desensitization you're talking about is like pretty mild. In my experience, Mm -hmm. it is not anything like a Novocaine-esque product, Mm, but there are lubes that people sell, like anal lubes that uh, do contain some kind of Novocaine-esque ingredient uh, to numb the area so that you can do anal or do deep throating or whatever the fuck it is that you're trying to do more easily. And uh, 
Every sex educator I know <laughs> says never use these. Um, mm-hmm. And I would join that chorus of voices. Uh, and the main reason to never use these, aside from the fact that, like, uh, you won't be able to feel your pleasure. So, like, kind of what's the point in my view? Mm-hmm. But but the first main reason not to use them is that your body's pain signals are telling you something important, especially when there's something very large in one of your very delicate holes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the first and foremost purpose of pain is to warn you of tissue damage or impending possible tissue damage. And you want to be able to feel those signals. So numbing lube can very easily lead to injury. Um, and it's just not a good idea. You want to feel your pleasure. Like if, if you're frustrated that you can't reach a fist, I assure you, you'd have a better time with like three or four pleasurable fingers that you can actually feel than a fist that you cannot and that could be causing damage. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Did you have any thoughts on numbing I, lube or did I just... No, <laughs> fuck that. No, you did. That, that's all the, the things. Spiel. Yes. Okay. No, that's the whole spiel. I, it, <laughs> fisting is like... Discomfort is par for the course with fisting if you're not signing up to be to feel a little bit stretched to feel a little bit over full a little bit uncomfortable you don't want to be fisted and that's mm-hmm. okay yeah but like a little bit of intense sensation is probably going to be par for the course with fisting mm-hmm. and like you said pain bad pain is a is a signal that we need we need to hear that mm-hmm. so if you're signing up for fisting I think you should be prepared to feel that range of sensations and be able to be aware of bad pain that is a sign that something has gone wrong. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if neither of those things sound fun, don't get fisted. That's okay. You don't gotta. Yeah, I'm kind of at that point, um, having tried to be fisted multiple times. Like, I'm not ruling it out, certainly, but I did Mm -hmm. get to a point where I was like, oh, I I can see that, like, the amount of discomfort involved in this is, like, maybe not the kind of discomfort that I find fun and enjoyable Mm -hmm. and exciting. Um, And... You know, it, it hurt my ego a little bit because there was a part of me that wanted to be able to brag that I got fisted. But like sex should be about like what you want. Like, I don't know. I think <laughs> uh-huh. that once you deviate from that, it can be kind of problematic. Yeah. And for me, like I'm bragging about being able to get fisted fairly quickly and like shockingly easily and whatever. Mm-hmm. I am a person who particularly gets off on the sensation of like getting fucked with not quite enough lube mm-hmm. or feeling like I'm taking something slightly sooner than I'm ready to take it or something larger than I can comfortably take. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I like that frictiony feeling that we're explaining to people to avoid when we're saying add more lube, add more lube, add more lube, right? Right. And there are certainly people out there who do, but that you you don't have to. It's a weird sensation, right? Yeah. Um, but I think you do have to at least be prepared to endure it if you're excited about fisting, even if it's not the the part you're excited about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I want to ask you this then, like we've talked a lot about the discomfort or even potential pain of it. One mm-hmm. of the questions we got, and I feel like different people sent different versions of the same question, was basically like, does it actually feel good or is it more of a party yeah. trick? So like, yeah, how would you describe the feeling compared to other types of things that you've taken? <sighs> okay. Uh, so it is different from other large toys like i get fucked by large toys and large dicks Mm -hmm. often as well um including like silicone toys wider than fists Mm -hmm. but a fist gets narrower again because of the wrist Mm. so it is not about a feeling of constantly being stretched Mm -hmm. and a fist also moves independently, right? Parts of my silicone toy are not moving separately from other parts of that silicone toy, right? Mm -hmm. It's all one unit. Um, But a fist has an interesting dynamicism and like fists are bony and you can feel that when they're in you. Like Mm -hmm. they do do feel, um, so like it is distinctly unique from other large toys. Um, And what I, and it feels... So, like, there is something really psychologically pleasurable and satisfying about getting a fist inside you, because separate from, like, fucking a large toy, you're like, wow, I have a, as much of that in me as feels good. You, Your hole closes back around their wrist, and you're like, I did the thing. Like, I am done. It is in. Mm-hmm. And that is 
psychologically just really satisfying and pleasurable and cool. Physically, it is a deep sensation. Um, if you are a person who enjoys getting fucked really deep, like it, it doesn't feel dissimilar from Ace Body things for me mm-hmm. in that kind of like – Wow, you are massaging my soul right now. Like you are just like you are deep in, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I feel this everywhere. I feel this in my core mm-hmm. and it is um I know waves of pleasure is a phrase we hear a lot, but there is a very distinct deep and like my body is saying visceral, but just like the kinds of like it com- it comes with a flavor of subspace to it, mm. honestly, is I think the other part I'm trying to get to. Like, it, it has a tone of floatiness that comes with thuddy impact mm-hmm. that um, it feels like thuddy penetration, if that makes sense. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Good description. <laughs> yeah. It's just like... It's in the deep tissue of my whole. Like, I feel it fucking everywhere. And it's... So fucking good. Anyway, I should go get fisted soon. <laughs> Pat, fist me later. <laughs> Great, thanks. <laughs> you two are so cute. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you brought up kind of the emotional and psychological piece of it. Like that was also something that really drew me to it when I first started hearing about it. Because uh, I was hearing from people that they were having some of the most like emotional, intimate, vulnerable, cathartic experiences of mm-hmm. their lives uh, sexually, um, when being fisted or even when fisting someone, like seeing your hand disappear into a person. So fucking neat. Yeah. It just like, I know that big penetration tends to make me have like greater emotional effects. Like it it seems to Mm -hmm. make me cry more easily and stuff. So that completely makes sense to me that maybe it's like a bigger release of oxytocin or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. My pet cried the first time I fisted them, mm-hmm. like it, like I, and it is not uncommon for me to hear people talk about crying after getting fisted. To mm-hmm. even not just the first time, just in a like, yes, I have really fantastic sex and have a great time, and afterwards I'm like, yeah, this just happens. It's fine. It's just when I get fisted, it just happens. You know, like <laughs> I think that's I. There is something, and it's not even. It's like pushing a cry button. Like, it's not (laughs) like they're necessarily crying about anything. And I've definitely felt those waves of intense emotion. I don't know that they've ever made me cry, I don't think. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is just, I don't know, similarly to how subspace sometimes when you're done, you just feel things. I don't know. I just feel things. Fisting can also, it just just gives you big feelings that they're just just here now. Feelings so big (laughs) that they feel physical. Yeah, sometimes when my partner makes me cry by like fucking me really hard with the eleven or whatever, they'll be like afterward, mm-hmm. like, was were you crying about anything? Because sometimes it's really hard, intense crying for like a sustained period of time. And like sometimes I am, like sometimes it's a feeling of like, I feel so loved, I feel so accepted. Or sometimes it's like something darker, like, you know, traumas, um, insecurities, mm-hmm. depression. But a lot of times it is, like you said, like just like a crying button. Like it's just, I don't know, you hit the button and now I'm going to weep and I'm like my mind isn't really even thinking about anything. That's just how it goes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the pure wanta, the pure, the pure want hits my squirt button and the 11 hits the cry button. That's fine. They're, <laughs> what are they doing those, over at they, the Enjoy Labs? They're really doing some They just extract stuff. fluids from me. I don't know. <laughs> it's so true. The fun wand uh, extracts mm-hmm. snot. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> that's I a don't. joke. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, with the little beads on the end. Uh, I'm upset. No, I take it back. I take it back. <laughs> Okay, so we've covered kind of more general stuff. There are some specific mm-hmm. questions from listeners that I wanted mm-hmm. to ask you about. Um, a lot of questions about like training yourself to be fisted. Um, mm-hmm. Someone asked about inflatable dildos. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would think just like, you know, escalating dildo sizes would probably be a good mm-hmm. way to go. I don't know. What's your take on that? 
Yeah, I definitely recommend escalating dildo sizes. Um, inflatable ones do work. I haven't used them. I know many folks who have. Uh, they are slightly harder to find in terms of like body safe materials. Mm -hmm. But if you have ones you like, I say go for it. Uh, if you financially are able to, I recommend getting like a series of toys, right? Essentially, we're going to be using them as dilators, but they're going to be a lot larger than your average dilator set. Mm -hmm. uh, when I'm increasing in girth, like if we're talking about size up for fisting i would talk about going from two inches in diameter to three or three and a half inches in diameter mm -hmm. and generally when i am sizing up at that level i recommend going up a quarter to at tops a half an inch at a time mm -hmm. fantasy toys are really great for getting toys in this size range it's harder to find realistic toys in this side ra size range, mm -hmm. um, especially body-safe ones. I really like the Vixen Gambler. That's one of my favorites for if I want to feel stressed out, uh, like, st stressed out. If I want to feel stretched out, mm -hmm. uh, but with something that is still particularly phallic or that feels smoother than a fist, that's great. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I would recommend warming up with... Uh, I yeah, I would recommend sizing up with those toys over time to practice on your own. And your as your body becomes more comfortable opening up for those, hopefully it will also be more comfortable opening up for a fist. It is, I don't know that I would particularly say, like, go get a fisting toy, one of the fist-shaped toys, yeah. because they can't move the way a fist can. Yeah. And I think you'd probably have better luck with a girthier, like, dick-shaped, fantasy-shaped toy mm -hmm. than you would with something that is shaped like a fist. I agree. Whenever I look at those fist dildos, I'm just like, I don't think that there's any way I could get that in me, even if there is a way I could get an actual human fist into me. Like, it just seems mm -hmm. untenable, especially since so many of them are made of, like, really firm silicone or materials that we shall not speak of that are not good for your body. Exactly. I figured you would have a good answer on this. This person was wondering, is there any reason I shouldn't be using weed to help me relax? And I guess like my answer for this would just be like, as with any kind of drug, including alcohol or what have you, like it can complicate consent and it can make communication more challenging. So in this situation, I would have communication protocols in place with a partner, um, whether that be you're going to tap on them three times if you need them to stop immediately, or you're going to like physically pull their hand if you want them to you know, come closer, or you're going to say certain things to signal certain things. Uh, and make sure that they're things that you can remember really easily because you're not going to be able to remember complicated things when you're high. Right. My go-to advice with intoxicants is uh, don't mix them with first times, right? Mm -hmm. If this is your first time smoking weed, don't get fisted. If this is your first time maybe playing with this particular person or something like that, maybe don't do it high. Um, but if you are a person who is fairly comfortable with what you are like when you have smoked weed and you are fucking someone, you are fairly comfortable at least getting fingered by and like, you know, getting fucked by and that sort of thing, then yeah, I think that's probably a great way to help you relax. I agree with what you were saying about making sure you have communication tools. That does speak, it did remind me also, something I find really helpful is I often, when I'm being fisted by someone, will hold their fist and you uh, hold their wrist and use their hand as a dildo, mm. especially in the moments when I am like just getting it inside me. Because even if I'm sober, I don't necessarily have all the words at my disposal that I necessarily would prefer to have uh, mm -hmm. to articulate. Like, I'm long-winded as hell. I have used a great many words earlier in this episode to describe how <laughs> to fist me. Yeah. I don't have those words when someone has four fingers in me. Weirdly, right. not nearly as eloquent. So, uh, <laughs> oftentimes... A matter. I will just hold their wrist and be like, yeah, just let me do what I need to do with your fist and I will get it in me and then you can have it back <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> because it's easier <laughs> than telling them. Yeah, when I'm high and my partner's trying to put a large toy in me, sometimes I will just take the toy from them and do it myself because like even mm -hmm. though the sensations are probably going to be similar in a physical sense, like having control over when the discomfort happens and knowing when it's going to happen makes a really big difference. 
And there are just like little minuscule calculations that you can make when you can feel your own body that that other person just can't with simply like twisting and pushing this way or arching it up a little bit, right? The, The tiny little adjustments that you need in that moment are sometimes just easier to do yourself. Yep. Got a few questions about fist size. Um, Mm. you know, can larger fisted people actually fist folks? Is it better to take a smaller fist for your first time? I I had a boyfriend at one point who had a pretty small hand and I was like, Ooh, this is perfect (laughs) for my first fisting experience. Um, but actually just because of the circumstances of our relationship, I did not feel as able to relax around him, um, which is also a factor. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. What do you think about this? I love this. I mean, I love this, first of all, just as a way, anytime fisting comes up, people just offer me their hands, and I love just measuring their hand against mine and being like, uh-huh, okay, great. <laughs> My metamore did it the other day, and I just could have zero reactions, because we just happened to be talking about it, and I was like, now I need to ask, and I measured his hand, and I was like, I can't respond to you with this information. I just have to take this and walk away with it. I just, because there's no just be like, oh, I could take that. You can't, I can't, I don't fuck my metamorph. Um, right. But I mean, but, in uh, the realm of anyway. not metamorphs, I actually have found this to be <laughs> yeah. quite a useful flirtation technique because if this yes. thing comes up in conversation at all, yeah, somebody will often like give you their hand <laughs> to examine. And I have been on dates and been like, huh, I think I could probably take that. <laughs> I I was talking to someone recently and I mentioned something about how like that's actually shockingly easy for me to get fisted <laughs> and within like two or three back and forth they were sending me a fix- a picture of their f- fist next to a magic wand for scale Ooh. and I was, like, <laughs> I was like how to woo a sex you? nerd yeah I love you <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so fist size, it so yes, it matters, right? It uh, a larger fist is going to be harder to get into a hole than a smaller fist. Mm-hmm. However, I think what is more not necessarily more important than that, but can be equally helpful is their ability to make their fist thin. Mm-hmm. So I've like People will put their hands up, sure, but the thing about this conversation when you mention fisting is this experienced fisting, t- there's a difference between experienced fisting tops and people <laughs> who've heard of fisting. Because right. you say, let me see your hand, and they either hand up, fingers spread as far as they can, or fucking duck bill for you. Right. And the people who do that, you're like, ah, you know what you're doing. Um, <laughs> but there are some people who the difference between their fingers spread and duck bill, their hand just collapses, right? right? All of their bones are in a straight line and you're like, Jesus, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, your hand is huge, but I don't know where it all goes. <laughs> so their ability to do that uh, is going to make a pretty di- – pretty big difference uh but yes you can warm up with smaller fists to work up to larger fists i don't know that there are any hands that like won't fit in anyone's body ever i've seen a lot on the internet y'all like (laughs) holes can take a lot Mm -hmm. but i do think like yes for some people uh someone's fist might just be far too big for them to take I haven't found one yet, but I am interested to try. Um, But it is certainly, uh, I think it's more a compatibility thing than like your big old hands will never fit inside a hole. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, Let's talk about lube for a sec. Um, Some Mm -hmm. things I've heard from folks who are into fisting. One of them is like avoid... Um, oil-based lubes with things like coconut oil, et cetera, because they can be a little bit gritty and like you will really notice that Mm. texture um, when there's that much Mm -hmm. pressure. I've also heard lubes that have like a pump top are great because you're going to be one-handed applying extra lube. Uh, What are your thoughts on fisting lube? Yeah, pump tops are really helpful. Something like a silicone lube is going to stick around for a really long time, so a lot of people prefer them. Mm -hmm. There are also a lot of... I think often oil-based, um, but just like the big anal fisting lubes, um, like I think there is a fist lube, there's J-lube, there's all of the, uh, there's boy butter, things like that, mm-hmm. that are really popular for anal fisting, and I know a lot of people do enjoy those oil-based ones. They won't necessarily get along with many people's vaginas, so if you're sensitive mm-hmm. to infection, I would avoid them. 
I am a weirdo. I like water-based lube. It does need to be applied more often, but it is thicker than a silicone lube. And for me, especially with fisting, I really appreciate the little bit of extra padding and cushion that -hmm. comes between... Uh, their hand and my body when I'm using a thicker water-based lube. I really love Sliquid Silk, but a lot of them will work. Cool. Um, oh, this is also a great moment to mention gloves, even mm-hmm. if you are not a person who uses them for safer sex reasons, because like if your cuticles are fucked up and you're sticking your whole hand in someone, a glove is a safer sex measure and is going to protect y'all from fluid bonding if that is not a thing you intended to do. Mm-hmm. However, it will also smooth your hands out and get just an easier path to get your hand inside, reduce friction, that sort of thing. Yeah, and typical sex educator caveat, uh, oils and latex do not mix, but it won't be typically as important with gloves unless you are using mm-hmm. them for STI prevention reasons um, because if it you know gets a little stretched out or whatever, it's not as big of a deal, but... Um, yeah, I would tend to stick to water-based or silicone-based if you're using latex gloves or just use nitrile gloves. Yes. Uh, there was a question about arousal. Obviously, like there's a lot of emphasis in fisting discourse Mm -hmm. about like you should be super turned on before you do it. Uh, this person was wondering, does it help to orgasm before? Um, I have heard some people say that orgasming before makes them tighter and makes it more difficult, um, especially folks who find that they get less turned on pretty soon after coming. Like they're kind of like one and done types of folks like myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that that's not everybody. What's your take on this? Yeah, it's a question about your refractory period. Mm-hmm. Uh Pre-testosterone, I was a person who I would have several warm-up orgasms, and then, like, and and they felt different from my, like, the one where I was finally done, where I had gotten whatever tension and energy out of my body. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you are that kind of person, yeah, have a couple warm-up orgasms to get yourself, like, ready to go and enjoying this, right? However, if you are a person who, after you come, wants a nap and a thing of ice cream, like, (laughs) no, you're probably not ready to get fisted after you come. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this is going to matter more on your body than it is on, like, it's not one size fits all, like Mm -hmm. most things. So I think that uh, one that probably a lot of people will be wondering about is, like, vaginal fisting versus anal fisting. What is the Mm -hmm. difference? Uh, I mean, the difference is the whole. Um, (laughs) You know what I mean. Yes. Uh, (laughs) In process, so I mentioned earlier, uh, you're more likely to close your hand in vaginal fisting than you are in anal fisting. I also find vaginal fisting, the entire vaginal canal is tighter around my hand, like my movement inside their body is a little more limited. Whereas with anal Mm -hmm. fisting, which I have less experience with, it is a little more like getting past two really tight rings of muscle and then just having Mm -hmm. a decent amount of room in there. Like my hand is just, like it still feels tight around my wrist and my hand, I'm not like fucking making shadow puppets in there but like i I have room to move around a little bit more easily yeah uh often when i'm talking to people um or often in my experience about anal fisting uh it tends to be more about depth especially when we're talking about fetishizing it Mm. um whereas vaginal fisting that tends to be less the case um however in In practice, like, the things you're going to do are not going to necessarily be that wildly different between the two. Um, Mm -hmm. Most of the differences, I think, are things you're going to notice in your experience of doing them, less than they are things that you need to prepare for in advance, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be like, oh, this feels new and interesting, neat, less than like, I should have been doing that entirely differently. Right. And if you're receiving anal fisting, you might want to do an enema or you might not. That's kind of a personal right. preference thing. Right. But don't do sheer vag, like, in any case, even if you're not doing fisting. Yeah. Like, don't, unless you don't your doctor tells you to. But even then, your doctor might be wrong. Okay. Sex education PSA. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank Wait, you. Wait, let me pull out this soapbox really, really quick. Great. Okay, we're good. <laughs> but not made of actual soap because soap doesn't go in the vagina. <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. There you go. Uh, okay. So thank you so much for sharing your fisting expertise with us, Bex. Thank you for um, letting me talk about fisting for an hour. Yeah, of course. Anytime. Well, I mean, not anytime. So I need to be, you know, prepared and lubed up for that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> call you at 3 a.m. Uh, I've been thinking about fists. <laughs> Okay, uh, I, I am Kate Sloan. You can read my sex blog at girlyjuice.net. My book is out now. Get it wherever you like to get books. It's called 101 Kinky Things Even You Can Do. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at girly underscore juice. And you can listen to my other podcast if you like. It's called Question Box. Where is your stuff? I'm Bex. You can find all my writing and information about my workshops at BexTalkSex.com. I am debuting my newest workshop this week, Beautifully Bruised Booties and Other Bits. It's an impact workshop with a live demo with my partner. I'm going to be debuting it this Friday, I think, if you were listening to this podcast on day of release. So head over to Eventbrite and search Bex Caputo or go to my website, BexTalkSex.com, for a link, and you'll be able to buy your tickets there. I'm really looking forward to seeing you. I'm really excited to be uh debuting this one it's it's gonna be fun i spent a chunk of today working on it yay Uh, what else do i say i'm also naked on the internet so if you want to watch me hit people or suck dick or take dick or take fists or any number of things (laughs) you can go to billy lore on twitter i actually probably have a fisting clip towards the top of my feed right now because i've been retweeting it a lot lately um (laughs) So you can go to at Billy Lore on Twitter to find all the links to my porn and adjacent things over there. Together we are the Dildorks. We're at the Dildorks on Twitter and Instagram and at thedildorks.com. You can also go to patreon.com slash thedildorks to toss a couple of bucks our way and help us keep doing what we're doing. That's also how you get access to our exclusive Patreon supporters Discord channel where we talk to our rad listeners and get questions like these for the podcast. Plus, chat about all kinds of other sexy, dorky things. Yep. And on that note, I want to shout out our top tier supporters who we thank every week while they're supporting. And their names are Amelia, Matthew, Nat, and Stabitha Christie. Thanks so much, y'all. Thank you also to Protodome, who did our theme song. Thank you to Amy, who did our logo. And thank you to you for listening. Until next time, folks, get out there and live your sexy, dorky life. Bye. 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 Record this quick. I need to get pegged later. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first thing on the recording. I guess we do a countdown. <laughs> yeah, let's do a countdown. <laughs> Okay, I paused just so that you could have it as a bloop, just in case. <laughs> I like started to talk, and I was like, "Record." Then You're talk the about best. Pegging. What a wonderful <laughs> gift to give me. <laughs> Ash was talking about how delighted they were um, when our conversation was in the bloops uh, a couple weeks back, mm-hmm. and they were like, "I forget that." Like, they hear half the podcast, but they can't hear you. (laughs) Right. So when they heard it later, they were like, no, in my head, Kate was just patiently sitting there listening to you have this conversation in silence. And then they (laughs) re-listened to it, and all they hear is, I need it for my (laughs) boobs! Yeah, I was in a spicy mood that day. I was, there was a lot of shrieking in that. (laughs) No, it was delightful. (laughs) Such a good one. Okay. Five. Four. Three. Two. One.